What is going on, everyone? It is Rob and Johnny. Welcome to episode 24 of the MMRK podcast. Rob, it's been another week, man. It's been a crazy week. It, it has. It has. And uh, like, guys, I'm sorry. The, the crazier <laughs> news and, and results of the weekend. I want, we wanted to get this up yesterday, but I just, we try to get it done Mondays. I just we cannot really swing it. I try yeah. and, and the universe just... Uh, it gives me grief, but here we are. <laughs> Tuesday, no less. <laughs> Tuesday is just as good. Only one day out. <laughs> it's better than it was Fridays. Okay, like which was old news. So we correct. I think we're in a good place. I think we're in a good place. 24, 24 episodes. Look, just go. Twenty four, definitely in a good place, and especially because all of you, like we were just talking about it before we started recording. All the likes that you give, all the comments that you give, and obviously everyone subscribing. It's such a huge help. Anything that you do on a video really does help mm-hmm. the, the podcast. So please do like, please do subscribe if you are new. But we've got a big week, Rob, and we're obviously going to be talking about all the the results from UFC 294 that just took place on the weekend. And we've got a few mm-hmm. other things to talk about as well. Games, news, answering your questions, all that good stuff. But Rob, let's start jazz. off with use UFC 294. Where would you like to begin? I, I have it in the order of right. Usman Let's, versus Chemaev, yeah. Makachev versus Volk, and then we can talk about the Johnny Walker situation. Um, you want to go in that order? I feel like um, we can do that. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. Let's do that. Okay. Yeah, let's get straight into it. Let's get straight into it. Usman versus Chemaev. Mm. Uh, I, I, I mentioned this to you last week. I said you yeah. don't know. Which Usman's going to turn up? At 12 days notice, you never <laughs> yeah. know what's going to happen, okay? You, yeah. you don't know which version of that fighter we're going to see. And I I bring this up because of, obviously, because of next fight, because of the Vulcan Makachev. Mm-hmm. But in this fight specific, Usman versus Chemayev, Usman looks good, dude. He, he looked did, didn't good. He? And yeah. he looked good. Now... He had a let's let, let's go round by round because I want to break this down. It's yep. a middleweight fight. Obviously, I was watching watching it with my <laughs> eyes peeled, right? But round one, Shamayev mm. came out like he always does, out of the gate, hundred mile hour, early takedowns. I said this. I said I can see Shamayev really utilizing the wrestling because it makes perfect sense. One, Shamayev's so good at it. Mm-hmm. He's been training for however long for, for, for Costa to do the exact same thing to Costa. Now he finds out he's fighting Usman, who has bad knees, allegedly, yeah. <laughs> you know, may have gotten hurt at the open workout, which was some news that, yeah. you know, there was, there was rumors going around that Usman was going to be out of the fight because he popped his knee in mm. the open workout. Okay. These are all things that definitely got back to Chemayev. So he's been training for however long. Usman takes a fight 12 days notice, maybe injured. It's a no brainer. Guy shoots. And con- uh, he shoots early in the first round and controls him. Okay, there was. Tell me what your opinions were. There was a lot of talks mm. about ten eight, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. What do you What do you think about the ten eight? Do you think it was a ten eight? I I, I probably I do. would have given it a ten eight, maybe. Yeah, and the the main reason people were saying that it wasn't a ten eight and it was only a ten nine was because Chemayev, in the grand scheme of things, didn't do that much damage on the ground because like. Really, he didn't do a crazy amount of damage. He obviously had a huge amount of c- control time. But the reason why I would still give it a 10-8 is because Usman just did nothing in the round as a result of that. And I know that damage mm. trumps all, but that's got to contribute for something when one guy literally has pretty much no offense whatsoever. So that's why I believe it was a 10-8. And either way, 10-8, 10 Actually, no, I shouldn't say that because it really does determine who actually won the fight and whether it should be a draw. Yeah, but personally, I would massive. give it a 10-8. It is, yeah. <laughs> 10-8s have such a huge impact in in the fight as a whole if it goes to the decision. Like it is, yeah. It's almost like getting deducted a point for, for a foul. Like it's, it's mm-hmm. huge. It's, it's literally, literally fight-changing. Now, I the scoring between a 10 and a – the scoring of a 10 8, we, we could sit, we would need a podcast in itself to, be, <laughs> to sit here and try and work out how you score 10 8s. Okay. Like I know for they sure. have their own scoring systems and school for that, but we, we, we do not have the time to go no. into what makes a 10 8. I think if we dumb it down, let's, let's just dumb it right down. Okay. I'm a simple man. Let's dumb it right down. <laughs> who, who won, who won the round? Okay. 10 9. Who won the round very, very convincingly? 10-8. Okay. Yeah. It's exactly as you said. Usman had he, – he wasn't doing anything. He had zero yeah. offense in that round. And for me, 
if you give me five minutes to just offensively strike someone and they do absolutely nothing, that's a 10 8, in my opinion. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. We'll, we'll leave that there because there were also a couple moments. So, Chamaev, everybody who knows of Chamaev understands he's he's a wrestler. He's a grappler and he's very good at that sort of, you know, that mm-hmm. sort of Russian pseudo style, Dagestani style wrestling, Chechen wrestling, right? Like they're, they're just mm. up against the fence, body lock control, ride him, ride him, ride him, take the back. Do that, rinse and repeat until you get your hand raised. And that's what he did. He had perfect control against a guy of, of Usman's caliber. Like I've got to say, there were mm. two moments in particular that I thought the fight, this fight might be over. And that's the first one when the first um, – in the first round when Chemaev had Usman's back in the body triangle and flattened him out. Mm-hmm. Flat, flattened him out on his back and was starting to rain down blows. I yeah. – mate, that – there was a moment I was like, man, this is over. And but it wasn't. The second time – Usman survived, man. Yeah, but it <laughs> – but it wasn't. And then the second time was when Usman stood up and Chemaev went for the choke. And then Usman yeah. threw him headfirst into the oh, canvas. Oh, that was so good, wasn't it? That dude, was that was. Do you know how many times? Do you know how many times in training I've had a dude on my back and I'm and I've thought to myself, will this work? <laughs> dude, the guy went into genuine fight or flight. Like you could see it in his kind of face. He was like, if I don't do anything right now, I, I am going to be taken out. And it it worked. Like it was actually mind boggling mm-hmm. too. I don't remember though, Rob, like if if Chim- like they immediately stood up after that or Chimaev still held his back for a little bit, but it at least got him out of that immediate danger of, of the rear naked choke. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And honestly, I've been, I, I kid you not, I have been thinking about this for years, for years, if it would work. <laughs> and I'm glad to see that it does work. It does work. Yeah. You need to have conviction and dedication to making it happen, but it works. <laughs> but round one, Chemaev held him down, threw mm. a lot of punches. He was, he was hitting him a lot in that first round and Usman had absolutely zero answer for any of it. 10-8, mm-hmm. in my opinion, okay, obviously Same. it wasn't, but, you know, that was a very heavy showing of Chemaev. But let's 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 look at that. Chemaev has done this. Oh, well, well, we'll look at round two. So then we come into round two, right? And Chemaev is significantly slower. Mm-hmm. Significantly slower, okay? Because I, I know firsthand body locks, body triangles with the legs, and um, and that 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 grinding style, it takes mm. it out of you. And then you you do that on a guy like Usman of his caliber, you know, champion level, fighter caliber, athletic caliber, wrestling caliber. It's it's got to be hard. It's got to be tiring. And we saw we saw it was tiring. Because in the yeah. second round, he came out significantly slower. Significantly slower. Yeah. The, the inside baseball, apparently, Chamayev was like, I broke my wrist in the first round, but we've not seen any official confirmation to that effect. Mm. But I, w- I was mm. even considering that, I was still very, very surprised that Chamayev slowed down so much. Like, it's almost as if he completely mm-hmm. gassed himself in the first round. Or maybe his his corner convinced him that he got a 10-8 so he could take the next round easy and then come back in the third. Who knows what the strategy was? Who knows if he actually broke his wrist? But I was genuinely surprised and Usman took advantage of it. He did. Usman was landing heavy shots. I've got to say also, I can't tell. Usman's a southpaw, isn't he? Yeah, I believe so, yeah. And what what's Chemaev? Is he a Southpaw? Because he was he was rocking Southpaw Orthodox, like switching a lot in that round. I can't for the life of me remember right now. <laughs> He's a Southpaw Orthodox. I do know though, when he went to Orthodox, he did mm-hmm. get calf kicked by by Usman and then quickly changed back. So I I don't know what he is naturally, but that was a that was a good look on Usman. Usman was landing heavy shots. He was landing his jabs. He was landing his twos. Yeah. He threw the calf kick when it presented itself. And he was really controlling that space and controlling that distance. Obviously wary of the threat of uh Chemayev's takedown. He even fainted yeah. some of his own takedowns, which Constantly. I don't know if Chemayev <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if that I don't know if that kept Chemayev on his toes and kept him a little bit further back 
which is why he had such success with his punches and why Jamayev wasn't going for the shots because he was further back in the spacing. Or if Jamayev was just too tired and like just wanted to chill that round, like wanted to slow that round down a little bit to get some blood into his arms. I think he was a bit too tired. I don't think Usman really fainted those takedowns enough. Like they didn't look too convincing and I don't believe (laughs) Chemayev actually bought into it. You know what I mean? I actually think that he wanted to dictate for whatever reason, broken wrist or otherwise, he wanted to dictate a slower round. But you you can't do that because in my mind, Usman won the round 10-9. Because like, he definitely did enough, and then it goes into the third round, making everything more controversial. Because no one knows, no one can decide whether the first round was a ten eight or not. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, you're one hundred percent. Like you're you're rolling the dice. Yeah. Uh, as well as like, mate, Usman landed some heavy shots, and he did? you. Everyone knows those those shots in the small gloves. They're, they're an inch or a centimeter this way, centimeter that way. Maybe it finishes you. Maybe that's the shot that switches you off. Like you don't mm. know. It is, mm. it is so risky to take your foot off the gas in this game, you know, to, to have a round off. You can, play, you can play safe, but you can't take your foot off the gas. No. And I felt like that's what Chamayev was doing a little bit in that, in that round. I agree. But – Looking at the two rounds, looking at the two rounds side by side, you can see Chamayev went balls to the wall <laughs> um, <laughs> really in that first did. round to get to get to get that takedown to control him the yeah. way he was and looking for that finish, like really trying to maul him out, looking for the chokes, looking for the ground and pound, and you can see, like through his fight history, he's had a lot of success with that. Mm-hmm. A lot of success. But the guys, the higher tier guys, like Burns, like Usman now, that can get through that first round, present yeah. him trouble. Now, mm-hmm. how if you want to really look into it, is it is it his um is it his uh what, what the, what's it called? Efficiency? Like gauging his efficiency in, in the first round. Does he put too much into the first round? Mm-hmm. You know, it, it that's another episode in itself. But <laughs> he came out hard in the first round. Usman survived the first round, came back yep. to win the second round. Then we move mm-hmm. into the third round. I all right. I'm going to say that even though I was definitely rooting for Usman in, in this entire fight, especially after what he did in the second, especially after such a short turnaround, I have to say I believe Chamayev won the third. Um, and which, in my mind, Chimaev wins the whole fight. Even if, <laughs> even if you were to consider the first round of 10-9 to Chimaev, I thought mm-hmm. he did just enough, especially with the takedown towards the back end of the round three, to, to take the, the third round. And to be fair, Usman was doing so well before that point. Like I, I was really impressed with, with how he was doing on the, on the stand-up. Stand um, and then again, he went for a takedown, and I don't know why he did that. I think the, the commentators were even like in the third round. Usman just needs to stand up and keep trading blows because mm-hmm. he was really troubling Chemaev. And then Chemaev was like, you know he what, i got to take him down. He was having a lot of success, mm-hmm. bro. And the only reason he won the round in my right. mind because he, he took him down in the end. And then U- Usman um, was like flat on his back. Chimaev was preventing him from getting up. Finally, he did get up in the end and they were trading blows for like another 15, 20 seconds or something. Um, but I don't believe Usman did enough before he got taken down to win the, the, win the round in my eyes. But that's my take. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's... Uh... I'm I'm 100% with you on that. I thought Usman was having a lot of success with this, with his hands early yeah. in round three. A lot of success. And that that may have been what pushed Chemayev to go for that shot. And thank God he did because he took <laughs> yeah, Usman his down. Had Usman, flat, yeah. had, had Usman flat on his back. And that just looks bad in the judge's eyes. It just looks mm. it looks like control. And yeah. I do believe that's what lost him the fight as well. Now, yeah. like regardless of the scoring in the first round, but I, I thought like if we're looking at it at round three, I thought the takedown is what cemented the win for for, for Chemayev. Mm. And yeah, like and Chemayev got his hand raised because of it. I, you know, Chemayev Chemayev beat Usman, and this was yeah. an Usman on twelve days' notice, and not in his weight class. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> like, actually, white class. crazy how well he did. I, I, so, I have so much more respect for him, and I already did before, but to turn around like that, to fight someone like Chemaev, that was just super impressive. And, and everyone's got to give him his props for that. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. I thought he looked sensational as well. And, you know, with like 12 days notice, it, it didn't look like he had only been training for 12 days. It looked like he had been training no. and then it came up and yeah. he just like, yeah, I'm I'm ready enough. And he gets in mm -hmm. there. Now, I, I'm curious though, like does Usman with 12 weeks beat Chemayev? So I actually do think that with a proper camp, Usman stands a really good chance against Chemayev and dare I say beats him. And this leads into a question that I wanted to ask you, Rob, I wanted to talk about in this episode. How well do you think Chemayev's going to actually do against especially top 10 ranked middleweights? Because we said that he gassed in the first round for, for whatever reason. And I, I see a lot of top 10 ranked middleweights, if they can survive that first round, doing a lot of damage against Chemayev, especially on the standout. We know how striking heavy the middleweight division is. So can I ask you, how do you think Chemayev will go against some of the other middleweights? Yeah, it, it's it, that's a hard one to answer because you honestly you, you never know, you never mm. know, right? But this is what we do know: Chemayev's going to be fighting Strickland for the title, okay? Yeah, and whether he deserves it or not, that's, that's another debate. <laughs> it's it's another itself, podcast. Right? I don't. I, I, uh, you wrote it. You wrote it down in the run sheet, like Strickland saying he doesn't effing deserve it, and getting a decision with a welterweight off the couch does not fucking earn it. Like I, uh, I, I, but he's just saying what we're all thinking, right? He's right. But like, look, kudos to him. He yeah. said he's still going to fight him, but he was very honest about it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, he's just saying what we're all thinking. But in saying that, <laughs> I don't want to take away from Chemayev either because he fought an Usman, right, With mm. with who's like championship level, maybe one of the best welterweights to ever do it. You know, he's in yeah. the he's in that um that discussion. And not only did he beat him, but he 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 looked good. Like he 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 looked good. He had a lot of control in that first round. Yeah, he, he got hairy. He started to slow down, but he beat he beat an Usman. Usman's a hard fight. I don't care. Like Usman, we we were speaking about the mentality of taking short notice fights last week. Yeah, whereas like Usman kind of had nothing to lose. He's not ranked as a middleweight. Doesn't put his welterweight um, rankings in jeopardy. He's mm. obviously he he'd be getting paid a big buck. There was a lucrative. Um, title fight in in the picture as well. Like so, Usman came in like with not much to lose, and that 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 may have given him some free reign in in his ability to just throw hands, especially after the way he lost that first round. But yeah. I don't want to take anything away from Chomayev. You know, I think Usman's a tough fight, and he, he beat him. He, he did beat him. Whether that was worth a title shot, I I don't think so. Neither does Strickland, <laughs> but it is what it is. You know, I like the idea. Of those two dudes being in the division, but sorry, I got distracted. Whether <laughs> You've how Chamayev is going to go, <laughs> yeah, and how Chamayev will go against the other middleweights, it's hard to say. Styles make fights, but yeah. he's going to be fighting Strickland, and Strickland's got some pretty good takedown defense. Not to mention, he's an yeah. awkward guy to stand with. He just mm. the way he throws. Mm. Um, I can see. Strickland giving Chemaev a hard fight. I think it's going to be a yeah. hard fight. I don't think Chemaev's going to run through him. I, I, yeah, he's definitely not going to be able to run through him. And over five rounds, Strickland's yeah. very energy efficient. Very, yeah, very energy efficient. He he almost gets faster during the rounds. So, yeah, yeah I think he's obviously that breakthrough breakdown is going to be for another day. But I think he's going to have some really uh, like he's going to have a really hard test, really hard fight on his hands. Because if anyone's going to last the round, it's going to be it's going to be Strickland. Mm. He's 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 a very hard dude to take down. People have tried. Dude, I I really do rate Strickland against Shemaev. I think the key question is, especially in the first or second round, can Strickland survive? And I personally think he can. And then when you talk about how Chemayev fought in the latter rounds or the latter parts of the fight against Usman and how, even just against Adesanya, 
how well Strickland was doing. Like even the fifth round, you remember, he was still walking Adesanya down, calling him out. He st- mm-hmm. he felt like he could fight for another five rounds after that. So if if mm-hmm. Chimaev mm-hmm. did gas himself out, let's put aside the whole broken wrist and everything. If he did actually gas himself out, I actually I'm gonna say I would actually back Strickland to to beat Chimaev. Um but we'll see. That's going to be for another episode, um, as, as we said. But mm-hmm. the next thing that I, w- I want to ask you, Rob, is what's next for, for Kamara Usman? I'm very excited. Like, uh, not very excited. I, I'm happy Chamayev and Usman, that fight that did happen, because it just adds more blood to to the top of the game. Like, it adds mm-hmm. more boys to the to the top of the charts, which is yeah. like interesting fights. What's next for Usman? Is, is he going to say a middleweight? I don't know. But that fight interests me. I like that fight. Um. Yeah, I'd, wait, I'd, wait, I'd wait. fight a middleweight Usman. That's a you. You said against Usman that that interests you. If he was to stay middleweight, yeah. All right. All it's right. A, it's, I don't think it, I don't think it's a bad fight to have. Like, what are you going to do? No. Make Usman fight through, like through ranks thirty to twenty? <laughs> no, to I, no, I hundred percent agree. To, to I get just, to the top. No, I just didn't expect tier, you to say you know, it. Like no. he was, yeah, c- consecutive. You know, defending welterweight champion, he mm. he definitely deserves a fight at the top of the charts of the middleweight. For division. sure, how well he'll do, we will see. But yeah. like seeing fresh blood at the top of the game, that's that's interesting. You know, I I, I like it. I like mm. it. Seeing Shamayev and, and Strickland fighting, you know, that moves things around. I like it. <laughs> you know, it makes things interesting and exciting. And I am here for it, mate. I am here for it. So I hope he stays. Dude, you know what? Yeah. Stick around. Yeah, he stick should around, stick around. Man. It's fun I, here. I agree. It's I fun agree. up here, mate. <laughs> Especially yeah. with like, it's I, I, I want to see how he does <laughs> with the full camp. I, wa- I want to see, not just yeah. on 12 days notice, I want to yeah. see him like properly preparing and hey, how he would do against, yes, the likes of you, the likes of, if Drickus isn't getting a fight, could he fight mm-hmm, Drickus? Drickus. Uh, I, I think he, he did, he did call out Drickus. Oh, did he actually? He did call out Drickus. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he mentioned it um, yeah. post post fight. I think he said like he that that fight interests him mm. right? because that fight does get him in in title contention talks. Right? Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah. He's obviously interested in staying at middleweight. He's obviously interested in hanging around mm. the you know the 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 top of the crop, which he undoubtedly deserves. So you know. Can I say this though? <laughs> I, I reckon if if Covington does beat Edwards, then Usman goes fights Covington for sure. I I because you know what I mean because he's beaten him twice now, and they have such like a fierce rivalry. It is it'll sell so much in the pay per view. <clears throat> I reckon it's a great fight, and I reckon Usman absolutely takes it up. And I think as well, like you heard Dana after their fight, he went up to Usman and said thank you. After I think it was after yeah. immediately after the fight or when he was you know declared the the loser, he was like thank you and you you can tell that Dana kind of wants to make it up to Usman in some way. So whether it's another high profile oh, yeah. middleweight fight or whether if Edwards loses, he gets the fight against Covington mm. for the title at welterweight. I think that's perfect for Usman. Yeah. You know you know maybe he fights Drickus. That might be a play. Maybe because you know with Drickus beating me maybe. They see they use Drickus as a way to like an, an immediate title shot. Man, the, the, possible. We can play. We play this every week. It is too crazy. I love it, Rob. Things I love it so much. <laughs> like, we could be like a we could be like a conspiracy podcast sitting here for the whole hour just talking about this. But yeah, welcome to the division. I hope he stays. It'll be fun. I absolutely fun love for playing matchmaker. <laughs> <laughs> Next <Yeah>. up, though, <laughs> we've of course. Go- I will. Yeah, I will slide one. One. See, little you guys stop talking about think, it. <laughs> I don't think Leon Edwards beats Colby. I mean, I don't think Colby beats Leon Edwards. Just throwing my ten, my two cents out there right now. I don't think he beats Leon Edwards. But yeah, I can't wait to week. talk about that fight. Next that week. one actually gets me. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on though, we've event. got to we've got to talk about the obviously the main event, <laughs> obviously a fight that all of us Australians were deeply invested in: Makachev versus Volk two. Mm-hmm. Rob, yep. I'm going to let you take this one. What did you think of yep. of the fight that took place and and everything? Yep, uh, mate. Like I started with the last fight, you don't know which type of late last minute fighter is going to turn up at these fights. 
Mm. 12 days notice. You don't know what that means. In the case of Usman and Shemaev, Usman looked like Usman could have won that fight. Yeah. Okay. It was like competitive. It was a competitive fight on 12 days notice. You know, so you look at it like 12 weeks, he might beat him. It was a, it was a competitive fight. Unfortunately, unfortunately, we we got 12 day Volk. <laughs> yeah, we did. You know, and I I say that with remorse because he's one of the he's 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 an Australian. And mm-hmm. he's probably one of one of the best to do it. He's in the talks for sure of like one of the more dominant. Like he was number one pound for pound for a long time. He's defending the featherweight belt. Like he's he's an, he's he's been an animal. He's been yeah. an animal. But he took the fight with Makachev, mm. the lightweight champion. He fought up on twelve days' notice, and we got and the Volk that turned up was a Volk of twelve days' notice. Unfortunately, yeah. Unfortunately, you know, um, yeah, he did. He didn't look himself. I don't think. Mm. I think he looked a little slow. He looked a little sluggish. Yeah. I think the. I think his one of his greatest weapons is his cardio and his like, his ability to stay on, to stay in the moment, like to stay in, in to stay engaged, to never let his opponent back off. Yeah. And to do that for 25 minutes, which just frays the hairs and it just depletes the gas tank and he just his output's huge. He's huge. Mm. And I told you his his path to victory was going to be high output, aggressive attacking. But we couldn't see that because it was a 12-day Volk. He engaged in a little bit of wrestling and he slowed down from it. Like we never see that from yeah. him. We never see that from him. And you know, you take away one of his one of his greatest weapons against the lightweight champion of the world, you know, yeah. Khabib's protege. Yeah. And uh, you know, the result is as it, as it is. It's it's yeah, the game's a, a harsh mistress sometimes, dude. <laughs> I, I think now switching on to Makachev because I personally don't want to diminish the incredible performance that he had. Yes, twelve day Volk or eleven day Volk. Yes, he had to cut mm-hmm. weight, but still, Makachev proved that he is an elite-level striker. And I, if you actually go back to their first fight, even though he wasn't necessarily going forward, the striking that he did, it was at a lower rate than Volk, but he mm-hmm. seemed like he almost hit everything. And I think even in the first fight, yeah. he showed that he was an elite-level striker. But in this one, it wasn't just random kick out of nowhere. As you saw, he primed no. that kick, and he got Volk to, to not put his second hand up, and that's when he got kicked in the head and, and, and taken down. This is, in my eyes, Makachev saying to the world, I'm not just a grappler. I'm not just a wrestler. I'm actually one of the best strikers in the world. Yep. Yep. I agree. I agree. He's Khabib with better hands, right? It's I, um, a good, yeah, it's a good way to put it. Yeah. Like, like he set that head kick up the entire fight. You could see, and he had a lot mm. of success with those kicks in the first fight. He just he loaded, he just went body, he went body, and as well as being the bigger guy, being the taller guy. Yeah. The leg, like he has more reach, but then his legs have additional reach on top of that. He just he just chipped away at the body, chipped away at the body, went high. Volk almost got caught with a high kick earlier on in the fight, yeah. and the discipline, the discipline Makachev had to not just throw another high kick. He went. Body again. He just went back to work. Body, 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 head. And you know, you're 100. I, I, I don't want what I was saying to feel like I'm taking away from Makachev's win. Yeah. Twelve day Volk beats just about anybody else. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's a good point. Just about anybody else. It's not like twelve day twelve day Volk is some Joe Blow at the pub, dude. No, yeah, he's yeah. one of the best fighters in the world. Makachev. Beat him handedly because Makachev's mm. that good, right? Mm. You can't underestimate. You can't. You can't short notice. You can't late notice Makachev. No. And uh, yeah, what? What do you? What do you do? Makachev's one step closer to his legacy. Mm-hmm. And Volk is now, you know, nursing his wounds, mm-hmm. and then I guess getting ready for Taporia. If, so if that, that fight's yeah. still going ahead, which that's I'm why sure I, I, I want to ask you. So for for both Makachev and Volk, looking forward to the future. Starting with Volk, apparently his manager said he's on a forty five day medical suspension. That would obviously still allow him to fight at UFC two ninety seven come January against Tupuria, who we know is a knockout specialist. 
And we're, we're going to obviously do our full breakdown closer towards the card if it does end up taking place. But for the sake of today, how do you think Volk would go against Deporia, especially after this? Because we know that taking a lo- loss right. like this, taking a knockout like this, can affect fighters, especially when they're, you know, uh, at the late stage in the game like Volk is in, in his career. It's hard to say. It is very hard to say because you, like this, this loss is obviously very different to all the other to any other loss he's had. Yeah, right. It's um, it's hard to say because Volk is a very much he's very much a momentum fighter. Hmm. He's like he rolls over a guy and then rolls into the next fight and then on the back of that like rolls over another guy and like he just he keeps that momentum going so well he just mm. becomes almost an unstoppable force like you look at his fight history his fights get more dominant the the the, the quicker he turns around yeah it's um yeah it, it's it's a it's a special ability he has mm. this is a speed bump we're going to have to wait and see honestly to see how he recovers from this yeah because yeah it wasn't wasn't a pretty way to lose, you know. Mm. But like again, he's going to jump straight back into the firing line, mm-hmm. and yeah, yeah, mate. We'll have to wait and see. I'm sure. Well, one thing we do know is that Taporia's practicing head kicks, <laughs> like, dude. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. he's in the gym right now practicing yep. head kicks only. <laughs> like, dude, like, you know this for sure. Yeah. I'm actually uh, I'm trying to look it up now. So Taporia is is 1.7 meters tall, and he's actually not like the craziest amount taller than than Volk is. So Volk is 1.68. Makachev's height is 1.78. So Makachev was obviously, and you could see in the fight, way way taller than Volk. So yeah. that's why the head kick was so effective. I don't think Taporia has that same advantage. I still think Taporia is going to use his hands. But it's going to be an interesting fight. We're going to have to wait and see, like you said. And we're also going to have to wait and see for what seems to be Makachev versus Oliveira. So Dana White was a bit coy about it, but it seems like he is leaning towards Oliveira getting his fight, Makachev versus him, at whatever event we don't know. Gaethje did say he was next, but I think Gaethje's going to have to wait on this one. Yeah, I I think so too. I think so too, especially with Oliveira like being free. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it wasn't like what, a big injury. It was just, it was just, no. a, it was a bad cut. That's all. Yeah, I tell you what, though, man, I don't know how Oliveira would have gone against Makachev in that fight. I really, really don't. <laughs> I, just, just based on 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 how it went down, I think Makachev has got mm. Oliveira's number. But we will see when we, when we eventually talk about it. Um, but that was pretty much it in terms of like you know the the Makachev and the and Volk fight. Unless you had anything else you wanted to close on, Rob. Um, no, nope. I'm the happy one, with those. It was a yeah. great card. It, it was a good card, but I, I've just got to mention, did did you end up seeing uh, Johnny Walker and that situation with Ankalaev? Ankalaev? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. I need your yeah, thoughts, I man. I need, I, um, I need your thoughts. <laughs> oh, Ankalaev, need him in the head on the ground, right? Yes. Okay. Doctor Very asked clearly. Johnny Walker. <laughs> doctor asked... Where 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 are you? And uh, and Johnny Walker said, "I'm in the desert." And the doctor <laughs> goes, "He's he's done. It's over." You know, like obviously there's a translation problem of to begin with, with Johnny Walker. Yeah, if yeah. anyone's heard the guy uh, speak, right? Two, he is in the desert. Like, he is. like he is in the desert. Um, yeah, it was it was a bit funny. Um, I think I heard Dana White speaking on it, saying just like an inexperienced. Um, it was an that- inexperienced doctor, but yeah, it is what it is. I'm upset because like that was, that was a blatant knee to the skull on yep. the ground, right? Yeah. Like, like accidental foul. How, how do you accidentally knee a dude in the, in, in the skull when he's on his knees? Like, I agree, bro. It wasn't like he was on his feet and he put his head, reaching down with his hand, trying to like cheese the system. <laughs> nah, he was like on his knees. The guy just kneed him in the head. But it was ruled a no contest. Now I'm going to whinge because he's my teammate. Jacob Malcoon did like miss the guy's neck and just accidentally clipped the dude's traps with an elbow, and he got mm. DQ'd straight DQ'd. Yeah. Okay. I feel I feel like that's a bit 
how you are going. <laughs> it is. No, it is a bit how you are going. And even Johnny Walker oh, came out after and he said, so this is what he said on Twitter. Why should I follow a rule that has no punishment if I break it? If he can do illegal things to take yeah. advantage, then I can too and get a no contest next time. I, I really yeah, do feel yeah. for him because yeah. that, that, the rule is there for a reason. And now does like this should not, I don't, it's obviously not going to set a precedent, but it's just not a good look. And it might open up a little bit of space for people to be able to argue, well, you gave this a no contest instead of a, a straight yeah. DQ. Why mm -hmm. isn't it that the case mm -hmm. for me? I didn't throw this knee. I didn't throw this elbow, you know, intentionally. It's just a, yeah, Agreed. it's a bad look, man. Agreed. I can see a lot of people throwing petitions in after the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like, Change.org petitions, a thousand yeah, signatures yeah. for the decision to be overturned. Yeah, <laughs> but that, yeah. that was pretty but much yeah, it. It was a yeah. weird one. Yeah. UFC 294 in the books. Looking forward to, to the next event. But Rob, there is one more bit of UFC news that we need to talk about. So Cannoneer mm -hmm. was set to fight Roman Delize at UFC Austin on September, oh, sorry, mm -hmm. December 2. Unfortunately, Cannonier is actually out of that fight because he tore his MCL. What does that do for Roman Delize? Is he going to fight anyone, especially with what we've seen on short turnaround notices and all that kind of stuff? Yeah. What happens? I don't know. Ask Usman. Usman's <laughs> <laughs> hey, not fighting. No it, way, bro. No yeah, way. See, see what he's up to, bro, you know? <laughs> You really want um, Usman to stay in middleweight. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just want, he just seems the guy you call, and he just comes out of comes out of like another division just to punch on. One <laughs> um, honestly, Cannonier getting injured. Uh, look at that. He he was he was obviously preparing as mm. the backup for Sean Strickland and and Adesanya, and yeah. then he got injured. You know, rolling over into another camp for Delize. Was it too much? Was it too long of a camp with no break? Mm. Who knows? Like injuries just happen. Delize, I don't know. I, the, the division's pretty tied up right now, honestly. Like yeah. a lot of dudes already tied up or they're cruising until next year because tis the season to be jolly. So, mm. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't know. Gets, get your crazy presents on. Have a cr <laughs> Christmas is back <laughs> on, boys. You know? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it, it, yeah, it looks like Delizio is going to have Christmas off. Brings. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, so yeah. let's see what happens. This is a bad thing. No, it's not. You know what's a crazy thing? Let me yeah. just slide something in there before we finish, bro. Yeah. Well, that that well, firstly, that's the end of UFC news. <laughs> okay, everyone. So if you came for that, we shoot. I'm starting to tangent again. You uh, are tangenting. That's the All end right, of the on, UFC news and UFC <laughs> 294. Okay. Yeah. Now. When you think about it, if you're lucky, right? If you're lucky, you only get 80 Christmases. That's a really, really that. morbid way of, of thinking about it, Rob. But go on. I'm listening. Yeah, dude. <laughs> but that's what I mean. There's only 80 of them. And when you put a number, like such, like a number to it, if you're lucky, you like you get 80 Christmases. If you put a number to it, you suddenly realize, mm. man, every Christmas is important. <laughs> you're right. To eat yeah, and to, to drink and to enjoy your, your, your family, you know. Dress up as Santa, everything. be yeah. merry, yeah. Hey, put up a tree, Presents. have a feast. I don't know. Yeah. I, think, I think, I feel like it's above my pay grade to like really delve into how deep what I just said is, but <laughs> <laughs> I think it's significant. Yeah. And I'll, I'll leave on that. <laughs> All right, so moving on to games news. Bit of a <laughs> bit of a lighter week in the games news department, but Rob, this is something that I really want to talk about. So Fallout is getting a TV show with Amazon Prime. We've known about it for a while. There is finally a release date. The 12th of April next year, 2024, is when we're going to be seeing the first episode. My guess is it probably will be a weekly thing. It, it won't be dropped all at once like Netflix likes to do. In the lore of Fallout, it's going to be set on the uh, in Los Angeles. Uh, there was a trailer shown behind closed doors. It was leaked, so we won't talk about it. Um, produced by Kilter Films, same company behind Westworld. Debut episode is going to be directed by Westworld creator Jonathan Nolan. Rob, are you are you keen for the Fallout TV show? I'm interested. Uh, yes, yes, I am. I love the Fallout universe. I really, really probably 
one of my favorite universes, to be honest. I, I, I really enjoy it. So I will be, I'm interested in it. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, I'm very skeptical to jump on TV <laughs> shows or movies based on games. Yeah. Just because they, yeah. they, they, a lot of movies and TV shows just can't capture the mm. soul of a of a game and, the, and and its world and universe and actors can't capture the the characters because it's mm. it's so surreal that it's very hard to to capture that in real life yeah so i'm i'm hesitant but i i'm I, i'm definitely inju- uh, interested there is definitely a better track record compared to the past of video game adaptations towards movies and TV shows. They've got some good actors involved, like Walton Goggins is going to be playing a ghoul, which just sounds freaking awesome. I think I saw a photo and he just really looked the part. It might have been AI-generated. Um, but I, I am quietly hopeful on this. And I think when I look at a movie, like I don't know if you ever watched the Super Mario movie, that was so cool. And if... I just, I'm just holding out because yeah, I love Fallout. You know how much I love Fallout. If this thing bombs, I, I will actually want to cry. I will actually be very disappointed because <laughs> if we probably wouldn't see another ad- adaptation again. I've watched every fan-made adaptation and live action that you could possibly imagine. Fallout Nuka World, search that up. It is uh, like Nuka Cola or something. I don't remember what it's called. It is freaking awesome and it just gets me hyped for this. So I personally can't wait. Mm. Um, it's gonna be um no i'm excited next up though rob we gotta talk about it spider-man 2 we talked about it a little bit last week Mm -hmm. it is currently the fastest selling playstation studios game in history in history they tweeted out the following marvel spider-man 2 has sold more than 2.5 million copies in the first 24 hours and the last time they declared the fastest selling game was God of War, which was 5.1 million copies in its first week. So it seems like Spider-Man 2 is going to be smashing that. And we can lead into what we're watching, playing and reading because I've been playing a bit of Spider-Man 2. Rob, it's just feel good. It is just... If I had a friend that was like, I've never played a video game before, I want to get into gaming, this would 100% be the game that I'd recommend because... You get to swap between Miles and, and and Peter Parker. It looks beautiful. Like all the moves are fun to to use. I just I just get enjoyment playing this game, man. I don't know what it is. Like, ha- have your kids started playing it yet? I'm curious. They haven't stopped. They haven't stopped. My son <laughs> yes! is frothing on it. It is such a. You know what? You uh, hit the nail on the head. You hit the nail on the head. If if there was one game I had to sell to someone, like to, yeah. to get into gaming, it would be Spider Man Two. It would be yeah. because you're a hundred percent right. It's not complicated. No. Like even the fights and the combos and the things you can do during the fights are very, they're very streamlined. They're very intuitive. Like it, it works well. It's seamless and mm-hmm. it's not complicated. And it, but it's so cool. It's for such little input. There is such high reward. And the fact that you can go s- like swinging around the city of New York, which is beautiful, right? Yeah. It is. It is. Uh, and all the, the 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 new suits, the new outfits, it's it's cool. My son is having a lot of fun. Dude, <laughs> what you were talking about when it comes to the moves. If you actually like pull up the full combo list, there's a lot of moves, but the beautiful thing, it, it keeps giving you reminders. It looks intimidating. It looks intimidating, but it keeps giving you reminders on screen when in the middle of a fight, hey, do this because it's gonna do that. And I'm like, oh fuck, yeah, I forgot that I could do this awesome takedown move. And it's just, it just makes it so accessible to people like me that forget combos, but also the new game is like, I just want to mash buttons, but if there's an indicator on the screen of what to do that's going to look cool, I'm going to do it. Oh, it's just great game design. Mate, my wife, Jack, got <laughs> Sophia to have a go at it. She's just smashing buttons like it's Street Fighter 2 at an arcade. Yes! And she's pulling off the sickest moves, dude. The sickest moves. Like it, you, it, like it just works. It just works. Yeah, oh, it dude. just works. And, and there's also other features as well, which I'm loving. So, for instance, there's this the, the way that they've done fast travel. Once you've unlocked a certain number of uh, of missions and stuff in a, in an area, you can fast travel to any area within reason on the map, and it will just swing you right in. It's almost instantaneous. It is the most. The, the, probably the coolest implementation of fast travel that I've ever seen in a video game ever. So Spider-Man 2, I'm really enjoying. I, 
I have not, obviously, I'm not even close to finishing it. I think it's about 30 to 35 hours for like a regular playthrough. So I'll still be playing it for a while. Um, but yeah, that's the the news. That's what I've been personally playing. Oh, no. Have you been watching anything? Oh, have I? Dude. All right. All right. I've got, I've got this for you. I think you recommended it to me. I have started. If it's good, I definitely did. <laughs> I, I hope it was this. Uh, is it called The Rising of the Shield Hero? Oh, yeah, 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 So I started- It's good, eh? Dude, I started watching it first, only the first episode, but that was like 40 minutes or 50 minutes long. So it was pretty much like two or so episodes combined into one. I was like, I tell you what, initially I was enjoying it when it was very feel good. This is a video game. He's got his cool partner and she's really bubbly yeah, and excited. I'm like, heart-wrenching. I, I was like, I, I'm enjoying this. Like, I feel good. Like, this is like a video game, right? And then- it just gets dark. It's like, and I won't spoil Mate, it for so any of dark. you that haven't watched it. It gets really dark really quickly, but I'm even more engrossed now. I was I was ready for yeah. something else. I was ready for something feel good and wholesome, but then I put it on its head and now I'm ready for what's to come because he's like yeah. ready to go. Oh, it's good. Dude, like, <laughs> it, it, it makes you hate the world. Yes. Like it makes you, and, it, and you feel it. I don't know, like like I said, Deep there aren't a lot of you. animes that make me feel stuff. But yeah. you, I got angry. I got actually angry when when I watched that series. So I I I, uh, I intend to watch it again because yeah. I think season three just dropped last season. So you got a ton of episodes too to get ahead of you, which is so exciting. But that's, Dude, I'm that's so awesome pumped. to hear that. Yeah, I'm actually awesome like really excited. I, I haven't gotten excited. And I'll be real with you. I've enjoyed Jujutsu Kaisen. Um, but I'm more excited about completing Shield Hero than I am like with Jujutsu Kaisen. Oh, yeah. and, I, and I just caught oh, up yeah. with that, by the way. It's really like I'm enjoying it. It's really good. But I'm getting the same feelings with Shield Hero. It's only very early on, but the same feelings that I got with Black Clover once I got into it. It just, I don't know what it is, man. Mm. It just caught me straight away. So that's what I've been watching and playing. Yeah, mate. Oh, I'm gonna blow your mind, bro. I got so many good animes for you to make you feel feel stuff, dude. Like really, really write them down. Like catch you by your ankles, <laughs> mate. I got so it. many. I got so many. Yeah. But Rising of Shido is hero is good. Yeah. Um. Myself, what have I been playing? I've been playing Lords of the Fallen. I've been playing Lords oh, of the yeah. Fallen. Yeah. And it's good. It's fun. I'm glad it's you're a lot enjoying of fun. it. Bro. And I'm glad the developing team. Behind it, are obviously, very aware that there are there are a lot of parts that don't work quite as intended, or there's some patching that needs to be done, or they're fixing some things that you know they didn't expect to work the way it does on yep. launch. And then, like, there's a patch like every single day, you know, mm. which is which you got to applaud, especially in this day and age, because there, there's a lot of games that go on market that just get forgotten. Yeah. Um. And I think it's a good game. I want everyone who plays it though, because I, I looked at the Steam reviews and it's mixed, mixed mm. reviews. And you'll see, you'll notice a lot of the the recent reviews are all positive because of the updates and because they're patching things. But the people that, the people that say play time of twenty minutes and then just have a massive go, like feel so bad that they have to go on and write a comment about it after 20 minutes. Of play. Bro, have a good hard look at yourself, mate. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> relax, dude. Relax. Yeah. Like, you, you, you know you know who you need to go out and attack is the guys that like shamelessly put in like pay stores to get ahead of the curve. Yeah. Like those guys, microtransactions to like get ahead of all the free players, yeah, mm. those guys. You can start commenting about that, like, and putting bad reviews for that crap because that's 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 not right. But I think I don't know. The reviews really, really get under my skin on Lords of the Fallen because these guys are patching every day. Like I said, it's a fun mm. game. It mm. is a fun game. There's a lot of cool looking armor, a lot of cool looking weapons, and. It's just like whinging about silly stuff. You know what it is? It might be a generational thing. Because you remember when we were when we were young, when games yeah. come out, dude. Like if they were a little dodge, 
you were stuck with that. Like yeah. that's just how it was. Yeah. Like, dude, no updates, a, like, no nothing. Break, yeah, it <laughs> was a game breaking bug, dude. Like you learn to live with it or work around it. Do you do you remember Fallout New Vegas? There oh, were some quests in that game bro. that you literally got hard locked out of because of certain decisions you've made or because of certain bugs, especially yeah. bugs. Yeah. And you had to learn like workarounds, like to be able to hand the quest in somehow or get the res- the reward somehow. Like you adapted it. Maybe it's a generational mm. thing, but this generational of gamers, weak, weak, you're <laughs> weak. I'm looking at you, you weak complaining complainers. <laughs> you, you, you do make a good point though, because last week when you were talking about it and I was referencing the bad reviews, I believe Steam was negative or mostly negative. So it going to mixed is a really good sign after all those patches okay, because good. I will good. say not- it, it does prove, and this, this happened, it seems like it's happening <clears throat> with Lords of the Fallen. It happened with Fallout 76. Steam reviewers will actually go back and change their mind or they will update their reviews for the most part or you'll have new players coming in with positive reviews and it'll kind of filter out the old ones or yeah. at least dilute them a little bit. So that is the good thing like okay. I genuinely about, about Steam reviews is that I do see the needle change when a dev actually makes the effort. Yeah, I'll, okay, I'll, I'll retract a little bit. So if you're a guy that puts a, com- a negative <laughs> comment and then and you goes back and changes it, <laughs> you are very valued people of the, of the economy. As a whole, because <laughs> I I look at reviews like everyone else, and it's important to see that. So if you go yeah. back and you adjust it, like you, you're doing, you're doing the world a service. This was sure. this announcement and rant was not to you guys, <laughs> okay? <laughs> to the other, to the other salties that refunded us twenty uh, minutes and never give it another glance ever again. <laughs> and what have you been watching? Right. Sorry about that, boys. Oh, good. <laughs> I haven't. Honestly, I haven't, I haven't had a lot of time to do anything. I haven't, ah, no books worth really bringing up. Fair. I haven't playing. I haven't just Lords of the Fallen and the the season of anime is still fresh season. So waiting a few more episodes. Fair. It, that's going to be a hell of an episode once you mm-hmm. wait for like, how many episodes are you waiting for most of them? Like, do you want at least four or five or at something like that? At least four. Yeah. At least four. That's fair. At least four. Because then then I'll watch three different animes at, at once. So yeah. that's like 12 episodes, really. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's going to be a hell of a Sunday for you. Um, but then that yeah. that's pretty much it. Like what we've been watching, playing, and reading. The last segment, as always, viewer questions. If you have any questions, always let us know in the comments below. We try to answer as many of them as we can. First one that we have is from at found prospect 2604 as a side, I, I think every person subscribed to us, what Rob, has numbers in their, in their username constantly. Found yep. Prospect 2604 asks, question for both, but mainly Rob, have you ever played Final Fantasy XIV? I think it would be right up Rob's alley considering it's an MMO with no technical and, and an anime aesthetic. Uh, Rob, have you played Final Fantasy XIV? I think you have, right? I have. I have. What do you, what do you think and, of it? Um, mate, and he'll get it because he plays it. Like the top ten fastest way to level, like with all MMOs, the yeah. the aim of the game is to get to end end game so you can start hunting like good gear, start being yeah. a part of the community per se. The fastest way to level up is to slog oh. your way through hours and hours of story, bro, and and the story was terrible. Terrible, oh, no. in my opinion, <laughs> I did not like it at all. Well, to be fair, I don't like quests at all in mmos like at all i um yeah dude i can't stand them couldn't stand them in any mmo i've ever played i just don't like questing i don't like questing i'd rather yeah i just don't i don't like it it's not fun it's not fun okay (laughs) no i get it i get it yeah being forced to quest in mmo just kills me Mm. like that was yeah that's yeah so that kind of i think i got the highest i got was like level 32 I was like a level 32 paladin maybe fair or gladiator one yeah. of the two and it was just I, there was a lot of things I like I wanted to get into it so bad um, I just I even joined a guild at one point because mm. <laughs> I was so pumped but I just made the quest it just yeah I couldn't push myself to get through it plus I didn't really have a lot of people to play it with so yeah mm. that is key like I, I feel like with with MMOs I need a friend to Especially play with. Right. Otherwise, I just kind of feel 
very lonely and isolated. <laughs> but the next question that we have is, for, and I apologize if I pronounced this wrong, El Crucius asks, Hey Rob, I'm curious if the last couple of middleweight title shots, Strickland, now Kaz, uh, Hazmat and Usman winner, have changed your mind a little about accepting short notice fights or taking more risky matchups ranking-wise. Have they, Rob? I think this question was asked before the last event, before Volk lost, before Usman lost. But it sounds like, though, like you don't like accepting short-notice fights. Well, for good reason. Like, you're just stacking the yeah. chips against you, right? Yeah. It's uh, And look at the two guys that accepted short-notice fights on the weekend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, look, at, look at what happened. Yeah. It's... uh. Yeah, it is what it is. I I think there's a place for it. I think if you're ready, that's why like my mentality is like I'm trying to be year-round year ready so I can take these short-notice mm. fights. But how short-notice is short-notice? Five weeks is all right. Well, that's yeah. a short-notice fight I'll take. Yeah. 12 days? Mm. Mm. Especially so, for like cutting weight. Yeah. Following on from that, there is something that I want to ask you that I forgot about. What's the point of having a backup fighter? It was Gamrot, I believe, for the Vulcan and Makachev fight, what eventually became that fight. Gamrot was the backup fighter. What's the point of having a backup fighter if they don't get utilized? Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. I know that Vulcan Makachev 2 was obviously <laughs> money fight. Dana wanted to sell the pay-per-view as much as possible. Clearly, that's why the decision was made. Clearly, they were trying to call as many different people as possible that they thought would make for a better selling fight than Makachev versus Gamrot. But still, I felt like we would have gotten a better fight with Makachev and Gamrot as opposed to what we saw with Makachev and Volk. Do you disagree? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, no, I agree. I agree. I don't. I didn't even know Gamrot was in the picture. Um, yeah, I don't understand what the reason for having him there at all. I don't even yeah. know what backup fighters get, like paid. I, I don't. I don't know. So yeah. Yeah, I I don't know, mate. I don't know. It's just, it's just weird to me. Like you, you have this guy that's yeah. clearly obviously training because he's getting paid. Um, yeah, I just I confirmed it then. By the way, he was he was definitely the backup fighter. Um, you know, obviously before Oliveira backed out, so then he became the backup fighter for Vulcan and Makachev too. Just a weird one to me. I don't know. Um, next is. question. No, that it we is. Have, it is. And and like I'm, and I'm even glad, yeah. even if like obviously it's it's in Abu Dhabi. They want to make the card bang. Yeah. For where it is, location-wise, for the Sheiks, right? But why have Gamron as a backup fighter at all? You, like the location never changed. So it's, it was always yeah. there, right? Yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah, weird. Maybe, maybe, maybe he was a backup fighter for if they couldn't. Like maybe he was a backup fighter for if this situation arose where no one would take the fight in 12 days. But then, ah, I just – then it I kind don't of makes know. sense a little bit. Like in my mind, on tw- twelve like days, backup, is such a short <laughs> yeah, but it's such a short turnaround period. Like I don't know, man. Maybe Dana his eyes lit up when Volk you know returned his call and said, "Yeah, I'm going to do it." Because again, it's a bit, it's a bigger money fight. Mm-hmm. But in my mind, I would have preferred on that short turnaround notice to see Makachev fight someone that actually had a proper camp. But that's just my mm-hmm. my random piece on it. Um, Next question that we have is from DJ Buttersmooth asking, two of my favorite games of all time both seem to be very love it or hate it type of games, but I'm curious if either of you have had any experience with either Death Stranding or Eternal and what you thought about them if so. DJ Buttersmooth, I I wanted to include this question because I have played Returnal. I really liked Returnal. I did cheese it a little bit only because... There's, there was like a little glitch where if you kept going back to the starting ship or whatever, you got to heal. And I did that a couple of times when, when I was getting used to the controls. But then after that, I dealt legit and Returnal had some phenomenal gameplay. It was underrated. So I really like Returnal, but I haven't played Death Stranding. What? Bro, you can't say after that I did it legit when you got through the hardest part of the game. <laughs> no, 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 no. You got to remember. You got, no, no, no. You got to remember because the return or when you die, when you die, you go back, right? So I ended up trying it for like one or two times and then I died, got back, sent back to the start. I'm like, all right, now I did it legit from that point on. So yeah, I cheated a little bit, but who cares? It's my game. I play the way that I want. Single player. There's no such... 
There's no such thing as cheated it a little bit, mate. All right. Oh, sure it, there is. Sure, you've never you've never used no. console commands in a Fallout game. Hmm? No way, bro. No oh, way. Come on, Rob. Come on. Swears. Absolutely. Swears. Swears. Well, no. Never. no this is this Not is the po- all right. It's like using mods in a game. It's like they're all a form of taking away from the original base experience. You see, and that's that's always been my kind of internal crisis with using mods. You know, that's why I always only use mods that make the game harder. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Well, yeah. what you've said about modding is that you'll mod a game for, for hours and hours and just never play it, and then you'll play it again in six months, just like you keep doing with Skyrim. <laughs> yeah, well, Skyrim, Skyrim's taking a backseat. I, 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 I don't even think I can mod it anymore. Like, I, nah. It's had its day. It's had yeah. its day. But but in ter- in, have you? Yeah. Back to the question. Death Stranding, never even heard of it. Returnal, never even heard of it. Dude, Dude, I, actually I didn't think even know Sean Bean was in a game. You would like Returnal. Yeah, I just Googled it. You, oh, yeah, yeah. I just but Googled you, like, the, the, the image. It was a good one. It's, it's, it's not Sean Bean, is it? It's uh, What's his face? Uh, it looks like it. Dude. No, it's not Sean Bean. Like I can't it. remember what his name is. Um, it looks like it. It's not the tip of my tongue. Oh. I actually think you would like Returnal, Rob. It's definitely your style of game, for sure. I can't even, I can't even say 100% if I know what Sean Bean looks like. Is that, is that Boromir from Lord of the Rings? It is Boromir. Yeah, 100%. Okay, then we're good. We're good. We're on the same wave. But no, sorry, bro. <laughs> this this uh, love-hate discussion is going to continue on for a little while longer. <laughs> I can't give you a definitive <laughs> answer right now. It's Mads Mikkelsen, I think, who you're thinking of, by the way. Um, next question that we have is from Ricky Ferry 1509 asking, what X-Men power would y'all have oh, one Christ. only and no ultra mega threat level Omega Mutants allowed? Now, I think I think what this person means is that just what power generally from X-Men? I don't think you mean specifically someone that is actually an X-Men in the lore of the universe. You know what I mean? So I think okay. anyone okay. from X-Men comics <clears throat> or whatever. So who would yours be, Rob? Yep. Or what would your power be? Um, can I pick Juggernaut? That's a good one. Because like yeah. technically... Yeah, but technically his isn't even a mutation. It's 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 magic. Yeah, but I still think it counts. I still think it counts. If it's I can a, have his power, I would yeah. I would take his power. Like he dude's like literally immortal. It's crazy. True. Would, would you oh, consider no, I like ex- I like Professor X's power too, bro. Yeah, but then people can just wear a helmet. And then you and then you got no power. You know? Yeah, but then I'll shoot you in the face with a freaking sniper rifle. And what's that going to do against Magneto? This is going to bend the bullet and throw it away. It's going to be nothing to him. This Bro, is the problem. And this is one thing I've never understood, right? Okay. I've never <laughs> understood this. His brain doesn't go faster than the speed of light, than the speed of sound. 100% the army would have taken him out like years ago. They, 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 can, they can put like 50 caliber shells kilometers away, bro. Mm, I don't know, man. Magneto's pretty the powerful. proposition. Magneto can feel and sense metal. Coming. He can feel and sense when metal he's asleep? wherever it. When yeah, he's asleep? absolutely, absolutely. He's Magneto. Well, he's what one with he metal. Drop a nuke on him. I reckon. I reckon Magneto's powerful enough to stop a nuke. I genuinely think he'd, he. Well, do, from did two you, kilometers away. Absolutely. Like as it gets closer, he could get it and throw it away for sure. It doesn't need to land on him. It's a nuke, dude. Well, how close does it have to have to get to explode, bro? N- nukes are. Big dude, and I know that. No doubt, no doubt in my mind that as soon as he became a high level threat, they'd nuke him. Like I damned think... me to all the citizens around it, without a doubt. Like, <laughs> yeah, the, the the range of a nuke is huge, bro. Huge. I'm gonna Google. Let can alone, Magneto there, stop there, a nuke? I reckon he can. Hundred percent. There's 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 bullets made of no metals. Can Magneto stop a nuke? If you don't think the U.S. military would create like a Gatling gun made of plastic, they would. Hold on. Hold on. Utilizing his mastery of the fundamental forces of magnetism, Magneto has managed to create force barriers sufficiently strong to blunt the effects of a nuclear attack on at least one occasion. He's done it. He's right. done it, Rob. Okay. Right, here's, here's the problem with comics, well, though. Unless you've read them all, generally, like, yeah. Superheroes and villains—they're so powerful in comics; they can do whatever the hell they yeah. want, right? So, yeah. yeah. If yeah, I was to I'd give an answer, take, by the way, I'd either 
I'd either take Juggernaut's power or um or Professor X's. I like both of them. They're pretty good. What's yours? I don't know if uh, Jean Grey is considered ultra mega threat level because she's got the power of the hundred percent ultra mega threat. Hundred billion percent ultra mega threat. Uh, then I don't know, man. That was definitely the first one because I know how powerful she is. If we're if we're just going by cool factor, um, Nightcrawler's cool because he can t- teleport everywhere. I think that would be a sweet power to have. Um, yeah, I'm just gonna say I'm just gonna so say Nightcrawler. I think that's oh look, I don't need to look like him. I just need to be able to teleport. You know, teleport into yeah, a bank, dude. steal some money. Done. What? Oh, you you upset me with these questions, bro. <laughs> like these these questions, you upset me because like you literally have the power to change the world. Mm. Like you have the world at your fingertips, universe, consequential powers, and you pick the the, the little space monkey. No, like, I picked Jean Grey, but the problem is no ultra mega threat level of mega mutants yeah, allowed. That was the question. Yeah. I would have picked, yeah. oh, what's his name? Apocalypse. That's ultra mega threat level, isn't it? Apocalypse, know, for sure. But like, that's why we're, that's, that's why we're yeah, staying okay, away right, from I see it. what you're saying. Yeah. I say you would have picked mm-hmm. Apocalypse. Okay, that's fair. All right, all right. Well, hold on. Is Storm ultra mega threat level? She's no getting way. there. No, she's pretty powerful. No. I'll, I'll pick Storm. Nah, Storm's no pretty way. good. I stand I'll, by my 50 cal at two kilometers. <laughs> oh, please, please. The, the last, last question that we have is uh, from Edvardus LPI asking, Rob, if you possess the ability, the X-Men power, just joking, to ability oh, to morph into any question. shape or size while re- retaining your current skills, which UFC weight division would you prefer to engage with the most and why? Rob, oh, if you could instantly heavyweights for sure, heavyweight. Fair. Yeah, I just get huge, absolutely huge. <laughs> like make my head huge so that yeah. I can't be can't be stopped and just bang, bro, just bang. <laughs> dude, spe- I would love that, dude. <laughs> speaking of dudes that are huge, have you seen Alex Pereira right now at light heavyweight? That dude is freaking jacked. Oh, I can't wait to see his fight. I don't know how he got down to middleweight, but yeah. <laughs> I don't know either. Hey, finally, to end this podcast, I saw this uh, short that was going viral from the UFC's channel. It was a press conference with you that was like, have you seen the size of the fella when you were talking about Pereira? It has like millions <laughs> of views, Rob. People are cracking up. He's massive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Get your pitchforks out. We're going to get monster hunting. <laughs> Oh, guys, guys, uh, <laughs> oh man but that's it that is UFC oh that is UFC 294 that is episode 24 of the MM Arcade podcast Rob it's been another one in the books another one in the books another long one in the books for you guys this is mm. yeah this is a this is a good one this is a good week I do want to say thank you to all our subscribers like we hit the 15k mark 15.3 now all the comments, I read the comments, you can tell because we structure the way I answer a lot of questions, the way I the way I structure the way my responses to a lot of the segments is based on reading your comments and how you guys are asking mm. about certain things and whatnot. As well as we get a lot of questions. Oh, there's a lot of questions there. Just because we didn't announce it in that episode, we put it into a bank for next episode or the episode after that. We have a question yeah. bank. So please do ask your questions. Please do send this to all your friends. Shout it from your windows as usual. And thanks for joining us. Peace, everyone. Take care.